Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, welcome to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm joined by Kyle Connor and our new friend, Tyler. Tyler, uh, hey. would you like to introduce yourself? And your YouTube channel, because we just met you today and found out you do all these cool things. Well, thank you. Um, my name is Tyler Parker. I run Realistic. I've been doing this for about four and a half years now um, and only recently have been full-time. Previously, I was just kind of balancing that with full-time like sales during the summer and then like college during the, uh, the rest of the year. And, and that, that was that was a lot. That was sales uh, like at an automotive dealership. Or is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So yeah you're, was, you're surrounded by cars, basically. Yes, the whole time. And I was in like I was lot porting before then. Okay. <laughs> and so like that's how I kind of like everything has been just me like slowly like working into whatever it was. Like when I was lot porting, the whole reason why I got that job was so then I could get cars to review. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't think that they would, you know, take their chance on some 18-year-old, like, walking up and being like, hey, can you give me that, like, $70,000 Audi for, like, a few hours? Don't worry about it. I'm not going to buy it, but, you know. You never know. And, and actually, just to start, your YouTube channel is centered around auto, right? You're yeah. an automotive YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I had, uh, I guess, uh, before we do that, let's share your channel name. It's Realistic But CK. Yes, Yes, with a CK at the end. So how'd that name come about? Um, my roommate in college, when we were like trying to brainstorm different names for the channel, and when I told him it was car-related, um, he's like, man, because he would always make fun of me for being too realistic about <laughs> things, and like, it, that's just where it came up. He just but where'd the K come from? 
Um, stick shift. Oh, nice. okay, got it. Yeah. Yep, classic. Yeah, in the logo, there's this little sh- shifter there, so <laughs> kind of just made the tie and ran with it. That's a really good name. Yeah. I like that quite That's a bit. Solid. And you. and you've said you've been producing videos for four years now. Mm-hmm. And what type of automotive videos do you produce? So primarily car reviews. I've tried to branch out a couple times, do a, di- a few different things. I uh, bought a um, old Mustang originally with the intention to drift it mm-hmm. and also with the intention to make videos, um, kind of trying to find out whether or not someone with no experience with cars can just watch tutorials and figure out how to build a drift car. And the answer was mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> should you? Um, you should, but it, you really need a safety net. Um, I found myself kind of like really struggling with a lot of things. Um, but I ended up gaining so much knowledge from it. Um, it just taught, it took so much more money than I ever thought. (laughs) I remember I'm like, yeah, five grand tops. So is this, this is a 96 Mustang. This is the one you brought here, right? Yes. And, and I have so many questions because I literally was <laughs> filming a video today and then you just showed up because you know, Jordan, I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about this. Okay, so, but yeah. it's awesome to meet you. It was, it was like, who's this awesome dude who just rolled up, uh, in this Mustang. That's like kind of clapped out a little bit with oh, parts it, missing. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few, quite a few things missing. So, <laughs> but it sounds awesome. It It is. It, it runs and drives. I remember, so I bought the car again to drift it. So like I didn't, like I, oh man, it, I learned so much about car buying at that point. Like, and I really should have known more because I was so like closely tied with the sales, but you know, I didn't get it inspected. I was just like track car. Doesn't matter. Do you have another car? Yes. Oh what, yes. What is your main car? My main car is a 2009 Toyota Tacoma. Oh, nice. Right, right now at the moment. You would um, fit in perfectly. Yeah, you here. should move here. <laughs> yeah. It, it Where do you live, by the way? Um, I live in Indiana. I'm currently in Bloomington, Indiana. It's just kind of south of uh, Indianapolis, college town. Yep. Um, super hilly. Very scenic for videos. Good for good roads too. Very good roads. Um, depending. Oh, very good roads to test things. You got like you know really windy back country roads. Um, you have extremely rough roads. A lot of them just horribly paved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming here is so nice. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I we know think you guys our are roads saying, oh. are garbage. <laughs> I mean, no. Puts it in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like every time I go to Detroit, I'm like, I'm driving over a missile field. And so now the whole <laughs> middle section of the country in my mind is just terrible roads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Detroit. Gary is the worst that I've ever, I've ever encountered. Gary, um, Michigan. Gary and Michigan. I, I think it's just a combination of like, you know, not putting very much money into the roads and then also winter. Um, yeah. Lots of snow. Well, that's, that's what happens in some parts of Colorado as well. Um, how did you end up that out of spec? Cause <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's back up. So I met yeah. Tyler at the Good. media brunch before the Chicago auto show while you were doing the inside EV podcast, Kyle. You were, oh, so I went out to do a podcast, yeah, a Kyle competitor doing, podcast to our show. <laughs> Kyle was doing a podcast, and I went to the me, uh, media brunch just to kind of see the lay of the land, and I sat down at the table with you and your dad, right, Tyler? Yeah. And that's where I met you and found out what you did, and then you reached out to me later, and you were like, hey, I'm doing this, you know, I'm, you're filming a, a montage right now of you basically taking this Mustang, this 1996 Mustang, around the country more or less, 6,000 miles or so, 
and you're you're kind of you're 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 trying to answer a question, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the question is more or less: Should can you ditch your daily? Not so much should you, because the the answer is very easy. Yeah. <laughs> but can you can a 1996 Mustang that was bought for three grand, um, modified for track use, you know, pretty similar to what a lot of people you know get their project cars yeah. for? Can it yeah. you know? be practical enough to take across the country, you know, fit all these things. Can it be comfortable enough? Like, can you bear it physically? Can it make it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, you did it at the perfect time in the midst of a fuel spike. (laughs) And that was another thing. Is it fuel efficient? I actually found out it's much more efficient than you think. 29 miles to the gallon. Yeah, you did did a fuel efficiency test in Texas, right? Right What did you use to test? What was your procedure? You're not going to like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not out of spec test. (laughs) Okay, maybe I saw it. So I basically filled up. uh, Both me and my friend went to the same fuel pump, filled it up. Um, He had just a 2017 Kia Forte, um, which is advertised to get 38 miles a gallon on the highway. And um, we both drove the same exact route. Like I made sure like on Google Maps, like we're, we're going to the same place. Um, and we kind of went to various locations. We actually drove to a really awesome barbecue place called Goldie's about an hour away from where he lived. Mm. Um, went, got some barbecue, kind of drove around and then came back. Um, and then just filled back up, same exact pumps, um, just to see what the result was. Um, so very, very, you know, primitive way of testing it. Um, but his actually did manage to hit like pretty much exactly, even though like I told him like, you know, run the piss out of it. Like do what you can to like how, like mimic how a lot of people actually drive their cars. Like mm-hmm. Kia Forte on our sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, like at first, um, cause we filled it up and, um, so it filled up too much. It was actually literally coming out of the, the top of it. Like oh. it didn't stop. No. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh my God, we need to like, cause we need to make sure like this is exact. So, we got to like run the fuel out and I'll, I'll pay for it. You know, like this is all my, my thing. And he like was driving so hard that he actually got like, he was like, why are my brakes not working? (laughs) He got brake fade in a Forte. Nice. Just on some Texas back roads, but proper. Um, so 29 MPG after the mixed loop. So it was mix of city and highway. Yeah. Yeah. 29, which I think the stock rating, I would, might have to correct myself on this. It's around 25. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it got a lot better. And actually, as I've been driving it across the country, the odometer doesn't work. Um, <laughs> That's good. Which I, yeah. Does your fuel gauge work? Pretty well. That's good. <laughs> That's all you need is a general understanding. Below quarter tank is a danger zone we'll that I will not that. go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I can pretty much get roughly about 300 miles for 10 or 11 gallons. So, That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. very good. Um, much better than I was thinking. So this is interesting because, yeah, a lot of people mentioned to me, because I've done a lot of road trips in the Miata, and people are like, oh, yeah, I can never road trip my car. And then I see what they drive, and it's like, you could road trip that. You could People could road trip more than they think. And I mean, your car, let's see, no working odometer, no working speedometer. No. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, theoretically and no door card on the driver's side. I mean, there's, That's there's missing, yes. things. Yeah. But it's, it's but also... it still rips. It beat Jordan's car. He's just trying <laughs> to knock your car for no reason. You guys drag race we today drag race, and Jordan, yeah. you lost. Yeah. Yeah. I thought was, I had you the this first, is the first time the Miata had a chance of winning. 
yeah. and it still didn't win. <laughs> we should do Miata versus Smart. That'd be interesting. I could smoke you in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and, and another premise for the series is like the like the drag race. There, I kind of want to do different challenges along yeah. the way, kind of just to test those things in particular. Not only can you know, will it make it, and can it take all my stuff, and can I survive, but like. Um, try to do like a gas mileage challenge against a car that, you know, someone would think to be more conventionally good at a road trip like a Kia Forte. And I think like, the, um, you know, Miata is a benchmark for someone that's, you know, wanting to go uh, on a grand tour kind of thing for, you know, a, a cheaper car, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really just a benchmark in the sports, sport compact, sport roadster class. And um, so that, that's your road trip. Where are you headed to Cali and then back? Yeah, so I'm headed to California with a lot of different stops on the way. I'm just kind of zigzagging. Bonneville yeah. Salt Flats. And are you that? seeing other automotive YouTubers or automotive outlets on the way? Um, I am actually. I'm trying to think. No, no. I think you. This was the only one where it was someone who had like previous experience. I'm mostly I've been um, just meeting up with old friends because. I graduated last year. Mm-hmm. And Where'd so, you go to school? Uh, Indiana University there in Bloomington, Indiana. Yep. And people kind of just moved away, and which I would as hope for them. As you do in Indiana. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> as you do, and as I have not yet. Um, and So why don't you move to Colorado? It's nice here. Hey, I'm, I'm also kind of, you know, driving out just... Scoping places. I've always wanted to go to California too. Yeah. Well, Um, have you been to California yet? Once. Just remember, everything's very expensive, and they try and take all your money with taxes. That is. This is. is But it's very beautiful. They They lure you in. They have ocean and mountains. That's how they get you. Oh, you could go skiing and then go to Vegas at night. I mean, you could do anything. (laughs) Like it's only three hours from from L.A. to Vegas in a fast car. Where in California is your destination? So I am. I'm headed to Los Angeles. That's where I have a couple friends that are in uh, kind of the, f- they're trying to get more into the film industry. Yeah. And so with that, you, you basically surround yourself by people that are in it, that are, you know, a director of photography um, and you kind of assist them or you can just be grips on sets, which means, I mean, you're just helping people out on sets to film things, uh, sometimes more major ones. Um, and you meet people through that and you kind of work your way up. Um, a lot of the people, is that, that your know, plan? Not so much. I mean, I do, I do really like film. I like working with cameras. Um, it's part of the reason like why I've, you know, I've really been trying to, I haven't been upgrading my camera, but I've really been trying to learn exactly how to use it. What looks good. Um, for your YouTube channel, for the YouTube channel. And also like I've done a few, you know, projects for other companies hmm. um I, I worked for a little bit kind of just helping uh one of a, a smaller dealership in the in the bloomington area uh build up their media presence oh that's just cool film some things for them so so how do you get cars to review so you have a, a not a small channel i mean it's a pretty sizable youtube channel i would say i mean it, and it seems like it's growing now that you're really full-time in it mm-hmm. um and so how, how what What's your strategy now? Like, let's say you want to review a car. What do you do? And then what, what do you want to do? So right now, my strategy is, I mean, I get cars from dealerships. Um, and the idea is they get, 
they get free marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do you dec- find you have enough local audience to justify that with the dealers? So a lot of them, especially one of them, Royal on the East Side, um, they list all of their cars at MSRP, and I yeah. mention that. Ah. in the videos and so they tell me like you know every now and then they're like hey like this person you know reached yeah. out because you said this and that's you know it's true so yeah um it's things like that um and the mazda dealership there too that i've done i've gotten a couple larger videos um people recognize the dealership um i do get a lot more people than i thought commenting from indiana that's cool um you know it's definitely it's not something where it's like you know, generating a lot of sales for them, I'm sure, but it's, you know, definitely a, a way to, to get their name out there as yeah. well. And it's the, the actual review itself is, you know, more of a, like I put probably 30 to 50 miles on most cars, I would say, uh, after filming. Um, the main thing that I've been trying to do since I can't, you know, do like a super thorough te- like, you know, rigorous testing with, uh, numbers outside of the draggy. I do zero to 60 draggies with all of them. Um, I do try to give people like real world impressions. I try to be as detailed as I can. Um, and I try to give people like the information that I feel like a lot of buyers really want to know. Um, especially considering like reliability too. Like I've talked about that a little bit. I do try to like, if someone say is looking into, um, a new Subaru, a lot of times, you know, you go into these like comments of like Subaru videos or there'll, there'll be tons of people who are like, Oh, it's got this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. And a lot of times it's not even, it's not even necessarily true. Sometimes it is. Um, and so I try to talk about that and like give the, the person that's watching the video. Cause a lot of people do have concerns, longevity of a vehicle. Oh, I've heard this one has failing head gaskets and I can tell them, Oh, okay. No, this model, like, you know, time will tell ultimately, um, but they've changed like the head gasket material on the Subarus mm. or, um, they've moved on to a new generation of, and how do you research what those problems might be? So when you go into review a car, do you go on the forums? Do you look up other videos and see what people are talking about? Forums are one thing that definitely can help because a lot of times, like when I was reviewing like the used, uh, Mazda, there's a lot more, uh, stuff. I reviewed a Miata and NC and forums were really helpful. Um, you have some websites that are a little bit more, you kind of have to know how to dig on them. Uh, carcomplaints.com. Mm. That's one that can be very inconsistent. However, there's also, I think it's like NHSTA. They, they put complaints like the, their well, the actual NHTSA stuff is on there. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of dig through those too. see yeah. if I can find anything that's actually consistent. Cause sometimes it's like not really like it, it could be a lemon um, or it could be like a mul- like it's the same thing, but reported like three times. I've seen that before. Um, but I try to find like, it usually, you know, take a couple hours, really dig through it because I think that's one concern that a lot of people have. That's with interesting. New cars. It's always hard for, for us and, 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 you know, all of us to have this uh, reliability perspective because, mm-hmm. you know, you're spending 50 miles with a car. We're spending a week with a car. Cars don't break in a week. No, not some of them do. <laughs> We've gotten a yeah. lot of cars to break, but like some don't and mm-hmm. most don't, most shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know how to say, Hey, in seven years with 150,000 miles, uh, this thing is going to be great or bad. Like you sometimes you get an impression, but mm-hmm. you can't always just go off that impression and mm-hmm. you don't want to tarnish a vehicle 
because yeah. you have an impression that it won't last mm-hmm. very well, where someone's going to have a great ownership experience. It's, it's interesting. I mean, we were talking about this on the way up here. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's certain brands that have this stereotype built around the brand of this is the reliability or lack thereof. But at the same time, the car we're reviewing right now could be the car in 10 years that people are like, oh, go buy that 10-year-old such and such. It's the best, most reliable car ever. You just don't know. And so we, we try to like evaluate cars based on what they are now. And we wish we had that reliability factor. We really mm-hmm. can't speak to but it. But we'll do long-term stuff from time to time. Yeah, like we did 100,000 miles on a three. We're buying this Golf R. We'll do a Rivian. Like we're buying cars um, to evaluate them. But we have to choose very specific cars. Mm-hmm. And usually we have to buy them. Occasionally yeah. an automaker will give us a car for an extended high mileage situation. Um, but that's very usually 40,000 miles at most is like what a mm-hmm. long-term loan would go for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cars... Well, th- the thing is, is a lot of them won't fail. Like, you know, issues won't happen in those first 40,000 miles. Sure. It'll be notable. But um, when you have access or just if you really dig through some things, you will find that there are consistent reports of an issue. Yeah. Um, even in newer model vehicles. One that I found was very surprising to me was the Subaru Ascent. Um, I mean, I did the review. I think I did a 2020. And so it's, it was a new model, mm-hmm. you know, year, year and a half out. Tons of reports of ACs going up, very mm, consistent. Transmission really? failure, very consistent. And so they, you, they, they take those engines, and I mean, engines and transmissions, they use them on their vehicles. Mm. So you can kind of, I won't ever deduce like, hey, this is going to be a, just a terrible car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't buy it. Like, mine, I will never tell But you can at least like, share the facts. You can say, hey, I did some research on this. This is what it sounds like. And that seems pretty cool. Exactly. And so... Um, We've seen huge success from automotive channels that have reviewed cars from dealerships. Mm-hmm. Doug, I think, is a great example Forrest, of that. Forrest, yeah. And mm-hmm. Forrest, where, where they, I don't know about Forrest, but I know Doug at least, I think would prefer to review a car, not from an automaker. I, know I would prefer to review a viewer car, not for like instrumented testing, but for like an impressions review from an individual, from a dealership. Oh, Jordan, could you run and turn the lights back on? This happens sometimes where, (laughs) for our listening audience, we have this 20-minute timer on our lights in our building, and it's all about efficiency. Um, So so is your plan to continue using dealership vehicles? Do you find that works really well, or is there a broader goal for you? Or I guess where do you see this thing going? Because you've now graduated school you're now doing youtube full-time you mm-hmm. left your job you're now on this big road trip it's very similar startings to how i got started in this mm-hmm. business uh, because i went on a big road trip and started youtube full-time it, it all feels like kyle part two to me mm-hmm. um well i'm right now still still working in the dealerships and i haven't started branching out to media vehicles yet i'm interested in it However, I do, the one thing that I will say with dealers that has been um, nice is that it's something where, like, I'm, you know, I'm local to the area. I can, I can call them if I know them, and usually I, I do. Um, or I can text them, hey, do you have this car? Right now, nobody has any cars. That's right. a major issue. Mm. Um, and, but it used to be so much easier. Um, I have, you know, a close relationship with them. And how did you develop those relationships? Um, so I worked at Royal on the east side. That's where I, I sold some vehicles uh, for Subaru, Audi, VW. And um, I worked briefly with another dealership that was in the ta- in town for an Auto Connect. Um, and I 
basically through east side there's two other dealerships uh, or three technically a mazda volvo and then a toyota dealer kind of on the other side of town um and through knowing east side i've kind of branched out to them and i've gotten really close especially with the mazda dealership they're really cool guys there um and so they also can give me like unique perspectives because they honestly the the people at the mazda store are like just so brutally honest when they don't like something they'll tell me and they'll tell me about like what's you know their customers like really hate yeah Um, well at the end of the day the dealership wants a better car to sell yeah yeah um and so i really like working with people like that and dealers like that and i've reviewed some like personal cars i did a, a I really like trying to do manual transmission specific reviews. Interestingly enough, I find those do better than the mm-hmm. regular. Like if well, I do when a full we get the review, golf, review it. Come on out, and make hey, some videos yeah. with it. Definitely, definitely. I that's gonna that's probably gonna be the you know the closest or nearest way to get into a golf R because they're gonna be so rare. Yep. Um, for they're gonna while, be hard to get for a long time. Um, but yeah, I reviewed. Even my dad's Bronco, he, he bought oh, it. Oh, yeah? He, he waited so long. So he's got a 2022 Bronco? 21. 21. Yeah. 21. What, um, what's the spec on it? It's a it's a seven-speed manual. Oh, uh, four-cylinder. Nice. Yeah, four-cylinder, Badlands. Cool. Um, he Soft top? Soft top, yes. Cause and the, four-door. Yeah, because they were leaking the, yep. uh, um, the hard tops. and Except he, ours. Ours had no issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, it must have just been like... I mean, I feel like it's just like a quality control thing. I feel like they probably like, put the better roof on the press car. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we, yeah, there's like two out of like 300. Yeah. <laughs> just put those on the ones we're going to ship out. Um, yeah, and then Ed started out the channel by reviewing other people's cars. Oh, primarily. cool. Um, and so how many videos would you say you've done so far? I think I just passed over 100 not too long ago. Nice. So, congrats. So we're, I think, maybe one... Because I've been posting so much more. Like, I mean, seriously, it was once every two weeks, and I was, like, pushing myself to do that. Mm. But um, that's when you had a job. That's when I had a job where I was, like, in school full-time and with a job. And what about now? Um, right now, I'm just doing YouTube, and it's so... It's, like, relaxing to just actually be able to do what I enjoy doing. Um, but also like it, it became like, I got to a point where when I was doing sales and doing the, the channel that I really like sales drained me entirely. Like I I would do it during the summer and partially because of school, but mainly because like, I couldn't like, like I couldn't handle it for any longer than three and a half months. I was dead by the end of it. Um, and mainly because I was trying to put like do the channel at the same time. Yeah. And so now, so so I guess you you must have banked enough, and now you're you're all in on the channel. Yeah. And what's your growth strategy for the channel? My growth strategy for the channel is basically to make make more content. Number one, which has been hard with new cars going out, but I've been kind of playing around with the idea of doing different types of videos, like the Mustang videos. Although that. Also, it's more of a, like it's a passion project too. Sure. Because I'm fully accepting, like you know, this isn't my usual content. It could not go my way here, um, but this will be something that, like, right now I have an excuse to do it. Like I'm, you know, I'm young. I can, I can do this. I can financially afford to do this right now. And like, oh yeah, it's you know, it's for the channel. I'll write off. The yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, so if it doesn't go, it doesn't go viral. Then I'm not 
too upset about it. But, but you'll go back eventually to Indiana and do reviews and keep going with new cars that show up at dealers and things like that. New cars that show up at dealers. Um, and I'm going to definitely try to branch out to more um, because near Bloomington is Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And Greenwood and Indianapolis have just a ton of dealers up there. And so, um, you know, it might just take talking to a few of, few of them to get a hold and also reaching out to uh, organizations like Mama uh, that you know help with um, organizing. I guess uh, other or just YouTube channels, yeah, written outlets, yeah, written yeah. outlets, um, all of them, and getting them cars. So uh, that's something that I'm also going to look more into as I'm trying to grow. It's mainly because, like, I'll mainly go into that route um, once I get back after checking around with more dealers because if it's starting to seem like, cause I've talked to, you know, it's about a 50% rate. <laughs> cause like, you know, I've, I've talked to some dealers, like I was talking to one in actually Irving, Texas mm. and one in um, Los Angeles, just about trying to figure out while I'm on the way, like, I yeah, might as well do some review. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it seems to have a positive reception. I got to Texas. I had no time. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I'm feeling like I'll probably get to Los Angeles and I might not have enough time. Um, so the time commitment to film videos is something you really need to dedicate to. Yeah. And it's sort of a lifestyle change because for me, and maybe I took it to the extreme, but it's just videos mm-hmm. is my entire life. And there probably needs to be a healthy balance in there somewhere, but I don't know what else I would want to do. Like, this is my passion. Mm -hmm. Like you seem to have a pretty good balance where you can spend time with friends. You can go meet people at brunches or whatever you do in your spare time. And then we meet cool people. Yeah. I I feel like it never happens to me. I'm always out filming. (laughs) Finding, finding the balance is good, but at the same time, it's like, it's sometimes hard because I I sometimes am hanging out even with my own family and I'm like hanging out with my family, but thinking about a video I'd rather be filming. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Totally happens. But, uh, I mean, there, there's so much content to be made, which is what we get overwhelmed with. Cause there's like, if we are running at peak efficiency, if we were all robots and didn't have to do things like sleep and eat and that'd be amazing. Yeah. We could pump out so much content and there's just so much to be had. I did want to ask you, like, I mean, that, so the Chicago Auto Show was one of the first bigger shows you've been to, like, as press. Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, what what there kind of piqued some inspiration? Like, did you get any inspiration either from seeing people or seeing things or their cars? Yeah, you probably there? saw some content creators that you watch and know and stuff around. I saw I saw a few. One was one that I thought was really interesting. There was another uh, channel that's, like, literally like the size of mine. So it's not, you know, still kind of growing there um and uh he was out there burn romulus uh and like just didn't expect to see him like i saw other people i saw jack uh from savage geese mm-hmm, passing yeah. by and i was like he we looked like he was him for a bit yeah he, he was looked, wheeling his suitcase around did you see that yeah his orange suitcase. <laughs> yeah. i was like he looks too busy i don't want to you know make it seem like i'm like fangirling him or anything so i'll just kind of let him be <laughs> um but i saw burn right after that and i was like oh wow um, you know, small world because like, you know, I just never would have thought to see some of the people that I did end up seeing there. And I remember I, my dad and I, cause my dad was about the, like, you know, I don't really have a camera person. And so he actually originally reached out to me and he's like, Oh, do you want to go to the auto show this year? Like just the public one. Cause we used to do that all the time. We lived in the uh, Chicagoland area for a little bit. I would say for a little bit, 13 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he reached out to me. I'm like, well, I mean, I, 
you know, I, I might be able to get press passes. That would probably be a little bit better. So, like, it just, you know, brought him along as a, you know, camera person. He, yeah. And he helped me out. Um, but, you know, you, you can see both of us in, like, the photos of some thing. Like, I remember there was a cars.com on the, on the Toyota Sequoia. And I remember I was specifically like, don't, like, I need to try not get in these photos. Um, I'm going to feel real bad. No, the plan is always <laughs> to get in the photos. Always ruin the photos. Oh, man, I ruined so Like, it was just, like, there with the gimbal. And I didn't even realize that there were. You know these guys' car confections? Um, you know, actually, I did. Uh, I think it, I briefly met them. Um, They're in passing, uh, but... not too far from you, I don't think. Really? Yeah. yeah. I want to say they're somewhere in Kentucky or something like that. They're in the I, mid middle of the country. To me, it's all one day. It's all yeah, one day. But yeah, they're, they're, they're south of you, southeast. And yeah. uh, we're, they're on the bus with us on the way there. And yeah, they're, and they're, they were like, it, they do the same thing. Dealerships to get cars. They're bigger, though. They have, I don't know how many. Well, cars. even Savage Geese, they're big. And Jack told me that they have issues getting cars because just... Chicago, even, and they're in Chicago and it's just, they don't get the press cars that you get in LA and even here, like we get press cars here that they don't get out Yeah, we there. could do two, three a week nonstop. Yeah. It's, it, which was really that's interesting. that's why I chose Denver. That was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you would never move to call Chicago. <laughs> no, I would never. You're kidding me? I want to survive driving. That was crazy. We asked every Uber driver we had, do you like it here? And all of them had like escape plans. They yeah. were like, they're moving away. I'm going to Uber 17,000 more rides and I'll have enough money to get out. <laughs> say, most of time when you end up, when you live in Chicago it's not because you exactly want to live in Chicago it's because your job's there yeah, yeah I was just like yeah. thank god I never want to come back to this place ever again someone else can do the Chicago auto show for us yeah um yeah I mean so so I guess let's talk cars we know about your channel it's really awesome everyone subscribe uh, to realistic with a k yeah and uh, I certainly will be watching your videos thank and you. uh subscribing what do you think about electric cars um, so that's, that's always the big question. Yeah, definitely from, from you. I do not, I definitely expect that, that question there. Um, and honestly, I, I'm looking forward to, it. I'm very optimistic. I was talking with him earlier about something that just blows my mind with so much potential. The, mm. the new manual transmission patent that Toyota released that, you know, everything like has been reporting on. Um, they really talked about that patent quite a bit. I think there's so much potential there because, you know, everything is controlled by wire. I know this is a very specific tangent that we're taking oh, on a take very broad, it. For it. Yeah. broad topic. Because I, I already know I 100% disagree, so let's go okay, for it. let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so, um, and I also definitely want to hear your perspective on it because you have way more of an industry insight on electric oh, cars. I don't know about that. Um, but when it comes to that new patent and manual transmission, I feel like if you're, because, you mean, you don't, you don't, obviously don't need, you know, six or five gears even. You need one, maybe two max, I feel like, for an electric car, at least to be, like, effective. Most don't even have gears other than the Taycan and the, um, or that, what is the J1 pa platform or something. Yeah, so yeah. e um, GT, Taycan, yeah. Um, and I think that if you can program, you know, a specific engine, so if you're like Toyota and you want to make the car, this electric car, drive like a Supra. Like a 2008 Corolla. Hey, like a Corolla. <laughs> Who, you know, who's to say what it can't do? Because, I mean... But it's never going to drive like a Supra. Oh, no, no. But, but you, can, you can put in, you know, the power band. You can make that electric motor behave like it. And if you have a manual transmission in a car where it doesn't need a manual transmission to begin with, what are you going to lose? You know, like, what are you going to, how is it, like, how is it going to be useful at all or feel fun 
if you're just full torque every well that's the benefit of an electric motor is you don't need gears exactly and and i'm the biggest combustion manual transmission enthusiast there is in the world and we have one commenter who will not shut up about manual transmission as electric (laughs) cars and i'm like dude the electric motors don't need it they could yeah two gears i agree there's Mm -hmm. benefits for having a split for for heavy duty trucks it's really crawler gears torque multiplication mm-hmm. at low speed and for you know j1 platform it's for high speed high acceleration and that car does just pull right up to max like in, and i felt in that it added machine. character with the tycon like something that it's hard but it's hard to find some character in some electric you cars. heard it because you put the noise on no no i i did noise off noise There's on no i did everything character difference between first and second gear in a tycon i feel like i felt it no you feel a boom yeah. out of nowhere yeah which I is the it. why would you want that <laughs> It's it, not designed it added, to it was a quirk. <laughs> you're accelerating. Oh my god! And then you're back to accelerating. Why? What's the point? I mean, it's the so application dumb. you talked about was really interesting because, like, yeah, electric motors. Electric, and it's and the Taycan's so clunky at low speed. The electric platforms don't need any of this, but the nerds in us, the Forza players, like Gran Turismo, whatever. Could you could be like, oh, I could program my car to feel like this car because you could match the ratios. And this that- is this is such a <laughs> hey. not a good conversation to have. <laughs> they call everything in that patent like it's pseudo, like it's a pseudo clutch. So you could you could make the clutch like bite wherever you want. Like it doesn't. But then it's not doing anything. It'd be of the course, really that's... it'd be the really quirky like niche audience that wants to do something weird. But then just drive a manual transmission car. What if yeah. when you can't? You know, Yo, like, you'll always be able to. Because I feel like eventually, yes, you'll. I feel like you'll always be able to. Yeah. I think at some point though, it's going to become increasingly impractical. Maybe it'll take twenty, thirty years. Yeah, it's going to be point. like a horse. We're going to take him to specific places. Mm-hmm. We're going to go rip him around, and then we're going <laughs> to trailer them back home with our electric cyber trucks. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't see the appeal in a, in a manual transmission. I've driven manual conversion electric vehicles, and what you really do is just leave them in third gear or whatever it is, whatever exactly. the closest is to one to one. So if you had if you had to make that that motor, and again, you're making it slower. You're but making I don't, it a worse that's car. The, that's <laughs> the point you don't want that because it doesn't add character there is a lot of character to driving an electric motor in its truest sense in its maxed out sense a lot of people don't realize it maybe it's just because i've had driven electric cars in a lot of different ways they have torque cur- curves it's not just flat torque mm-hmm. all the way up to the max there are peaks and valleys and they make great noises and they you have to drive around the the inferior qualities of the motor which there are very odd things and so i was driving the volvo xc40 up on my morning loop this morning i was doing i was ripping it up the canyons and i was like this is a weird car because you gotta like you get this weird drivetrain shutter at a certain speed and it's like that's kind of cool it's got some character but i don't think adding a manual transmission to (laughs) any of this is going to make my life better i agree it's super niche and you should it doesn't need to make your life better because you will never interact with it because you never need because it's not real that's the thing. I feel like it's fake. It's like when we have robots and you'll see that one guy who dates a robot and it's not a real person. You know, you'd just be like, that's kind of, maybe he's in love, but that's not a real thing. Yeah. That's what this feels like to me. I mean, I guess it's the same. I mean, like any of the, the simulators that you see out there, Forza, Gran Turismo, none yeah. of, no, no, obviously none of it's real. They could make the car in the game like infinitely fast if they wanted to sure. They could make it have no gears. It could be like anything is possible. 
but they confine it to these things because they want to make well, it. Well, because they're emulating a, a specific vehicle. That's, so you could emulate. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. So that's like. But like, you would never be able to emulate that vehicle because there's suspension kinematics, there's noise, there's vibration from an engine, there's there's, there's, yeah, there's like lim- hardcore. I mean, similar. And the, the point of a manual transmission is not that it's fun to switch <laughs> gears. That's not the fun bit. It's everything else that comes because you've switched the gears. It's because you get this insane drivetrain slack and slop if you don't hit the right RPM range. And the car would fuck if you don't rev match downshift. And the engine would, you know, be screaming in certain ways. And you do have the risk of blowing your crap up, which is kind of like a fun risk. Like, Actually, you don't yeah. want to go six to one. Funny, funny comparison. You can use a supercomputer to emulate an NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System, and it works. But I literally, I did that once, and I was like, "This when is lame." When did you have access to a supercomputer? Well, no, okay, no, sorry, not supercomputer. Like a, a modern computer that has <laughs> a, that has like one thousand times the power of a Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System, and it worked. And I was like, "This is lame," because part of the magic of the NES was blowing on the cartridges to make them actually work, and like the game wouldn't even work half the time, and the resolution was terrible, and like that was just that's all part of it. And it, when it just runs, it's like, "Oh, this is boring." So uh, I could I could see that okay. happening. But I mean, it's just like if you want a manual transmission, buy a Morgan three wheeler. <laughs> if you want the rawest experience on the planet, and then if you want everything else, just buy a, a normal electric car. Proper. I don't know. I, I would be interested to try this situation. Yeah, because it's not like you have to. Because like you said, like even the conversions, you just I mean, you put them in like third gear or something, and then they you can just then it just drives like out. a normal electric car. So if like if so, but there's no a, benefit to switching. No. If anything, you risk blowing your crap up <laughs> if you don't hey, match isn't everything that up. What yeah. makes it fun? Not because, but you don't hear anything. There's no benefit. There's no satisfaction level there. I guess. I'd, I think that if, like, for instance, the Toyota in like 10 years is trying to make a Supra that, like, to then they should make to some, it combustion. Well, if <laughs> say, like, they're, they're trying to make an electric one in particular, I think it could be something cool to try out. And, you know, maybe they could kind of put something in there to where it could mimic. Because otherwise, yeah, there's literally no point. If it's not mimicking a power band, then there's no point of, sh- like, and there's no point of shifting gears whatsoever. I guess my then, sense, and maybe I'm just totally missing the point on this, but I want to have maximum everything that that car can give me at all times. I so, don't want any of this artificial limitation. I mean, yeah, I guess to ask you, an EV enthusiast, what is, how do you create character in an you EV? You can't, or at least not that I've experienced. What, what would, is there anything that can be done? I mean... You haven't experienced anything, but is there anything that you could foresee as like, this is character? It's just not a very characterful way to move a car down the road. There's no compromise. The thing with an electric car is it's so good (laughs) that it's not fun. I mean, part of these cars and a manual transmission, and the reason I love Morgan so much is they're giant pieces of crap. Yeah. That you're just trying to hold together by doing everything right. You're like, I hope I survive this drive. Yeah, and that to me is the most appealing thing on the planet. But an electric car is never, I've never gotten out of an electric car and gone, that was the best drive of my life. Or I can't wait to get back in that car and continue shredding. Normally what I do is I do my morning loop. I say, okay, I got the YouTube video done. I'm going to go park the car. No and the lights are off. <laughs> and, and so I think, um, you know... It, I've never once gotten in an electric car and thought to myself, I'm going to go for a drive for fun. I don't think this, this would just annoy me, whatever you're talking about. But, <laughs> but, well, but that's not odd because a lot just... of things annoy me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could, Tycon, every morning I would go for a, a It doesn't drive. do it for me. Really? It's a daily. 
Mm. It's a great daily, the best daily. I guess it depends. If the drive is through town, yeah, boring. Angel's Crest, that's a different story. Any, <laughs> I mean, it's very capable on that road, but I'd much rather have a much lower power vehicle to go shred. Now, I look, I, I love driving the Taycan. I have fun in that car. It's really cool. I've been lucky enough to drive mostly every version except the one you've driven. <laughs> the <laughs> one that I one want. Driven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we need to change very yeah, soon. Yeah. And... Um, it's just not electric cars still have not given me as James may would say the fizz. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think they ever will. Yeah. There you can't like we're driving GT4 RS in a couple of weeks. You just cannot emulate that freaking engine sound and the drama and the excitement from having an inefficient powertrain like combustion where you're only using utilizing 30% of your your energy and fuel to move the vehicle. The rest is being burnt off as sound. Perfect. <laughs> also heat and, yeah. and, and noxious <laughs> gases that kill people, but like really great noise. And mm. there is something very cool about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be a way to replicate that like visceral feel and sound of, of it. No. Yeah. And, and I'm waiting till the day where I can experience an EV that I'm like, I can't wait to go for a drive in the morning in this. I go for drives because I have to film stuff. And, but, and to get around town, I personally own an electric car mm-hmm. for road trips and daily driving because I really enjoy driving an electric car because it gets out of my way. It doesn't annoy me, mm-hmm. right? In, a, in an automatic combustion car, every time I want to accelerate over there, it's like foot down, wait three seconds for it to downshift, clunk into gear, revs up, then it's got to build boost at altitude, and then I'm like on my way. And driving an electric car is just, oh, I want to go there, zip, 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 and it's awesome. And then it's quiet and comfortable and you can have the most garbage electric car and it still is a very sophisticated driveline because like even a spark EV or a mini Cooper SE doesn't suffer from the stuff their combustion counterparts suffer from. I guess I see what you're coming or where you're yeah. coming from. Cause like basically if you're, if you're looking at it and you're like the, an electric car is already and it is like way more capable and more efficient. Um, any kind of hindrance to that is just completely. It's just pointless. annoyance because you're not gaining any fun factor. But then if I'm going into a drive in a, like I, I will, to, I will hopefully after this golf comes, never not own a manual transmission a day in my life ever again, because I love the compromise and the weirdness <laughs> of these complex machines that we've gotten to work pretty well over the years. Even my combustion. underpowered Miata that lost to a 25 year old Mustang. I drive your car around all the time. Yeah. I'm like, Jordan, can I take the Miata somewhere? Because I enjoy it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I get in and it's like, this is great. I'm having to work to make this machine move. And that's really enjoyable. It's a mental reset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It really is. So, so you like, I guess back to your, the question, you like manual transmissions, electric cars, which is weird, but what do you normally think about electric cars? <laughs> what, what, ele- what electric car would intrigue you? Yeah, like, yeah, is there so, anything on sale today that you'd be like, I want that? Okay, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> Everything when it comes to electric cars would be going to sound bad. But um, okay, whenever I saw the Tesla truck come out, I was like, that is completely, like that is the most obnoxious thing the ever. The semi or the Cybertruck? The Cybertruck, the yeah. Cybertruck. Um, that's the most obnoxious thing, but how much does it cost? <laughs> well, let's let me get the number breakdown on this because this so what's is, your view on Tesla? Um, you know, I think Tesla as a brand, I can acknowledge like they they've brought everything so far, um, and the capabilities. I still think powertrain wise, 
at least on paper. I've driven only a couple of them, Model Y Performance, Model X Performance. Oh, great cars. Um, very awesome. Uh, and, you know, it's the Model X especially, I just like three rows, usable rows. Rips. Absolutely insane. Like, you know, acceleration yeah. that most people have never witnessed, and you can do That's that. That's the with... party trick. It's like, hey, seven friends or six other friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's it's like a completely different experience, just the, how you interact with it. So much better than, like, almost anything on the planet. Yeah. I mean, to in terms of, like you were saying, just something that gets out of your way. Like, you just do, like, you you drive. Yeah, like I walk up to it, my phone's in my pocket, and the car unlocks. I'm like, Mm -hmm. obviously my cell phone is a key. Why wouldn't it? I already have this very complex device in my pocket. Why do I need something else? Mm -hmm. It only works 40% of the time, but... (laughs) I want phones to be keys, driver's licenses. Like, I'm tired of carrying things. Yeah, I just want to carry my phone everywhere. (laughs) I am obviously a huge Tesla fan. That Mm -hmm. goes without saying. But I think we we strike a good balance in both being Tesla fans. You're wearing a Tesla hat. Yeah, And also, um, (laughs) with a Miata pin on it the other <laughs> but also being able to evaluate other vehicles i would say fairly and unbiasedly because i'm not biased towards tesla i just like tesla yeah. just like i like volvo but yeah. i'm not by i don't compare everything to an xc40 recharge i acknowledge mm-hmm. all their weaknesses and yeah. i still like tesla and mm-hmm. and what is your electric car of choice would it be a tesla if you had to choose because of network and other things or what would you go for if you're like here's every electric car in the market lined up regardless of like remettes and avera like normal electric cars what would you go for? So if it's more normal electric cars, it kind of depends what the electric car needs to be. If it's for me something where I'm like, where I actually do drive quite a bit, I would probably go with something like a, a Model Y long range. Um, because I think like its capabilities are better than the competition. Um, however, I think it just kind of depends like, for to say like which one is best in class i think a lot of it comes down to just the different approaches that they take um we were talking earlier about the the volvos um or at least in specific the xc40 recharge which is very 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 much an xc40 that's electrified and they did a good job with electric powertrain a lot of the times i feel like especially in the past when something was made to be electric later on it was you know, it had a, not a very good range or the capabilities were just nowhere close to what the full electric, you know, from the yeah, ground, from a up. ground up chassis design. Yeah. So I was really impressed with that. And I think those will appeal to a lot of the people that, you know, aren't nerds that aren't just like, Ooh, like I, I really want to drive something that feels different. If they're just like, I want to drive something that feels premium, but I also don't want to pay for gas and I want to get in on, you know, electric. I think something like that. Audi also, like the VW group, outside of kind of the ID4, um, really takes a more conservative approach, I feel like. Um, you know, especially with just like the, the standard e-tron SUV. Great car. Um, yeah, no, great car. And I, I think that those kinds of vehicles will, you know, like if I'm looking for more of a premium car, I would definitely go with an e-tron um, over even a Model X. I love the Model X. I think it's super capable. But if I'm like wanting a luxury car, I think Audi still does it better. So what about e-tron versus iX or Ooh. EQS SUV? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know too much about the EQS. I remember sitting in the iX and just the insane amount of power you can get with that thing. And you can't get that with the e-tron SUV just yet. Right. I don't think. Well, you can get the e-tron S, but then you have a stiffer ride. Mm-hmm. 
and that's 500 horsepower, three motors with torque vectoring, and that's pretty cool. That is, but still, even the isn't the BMW like something just? Well, you can get the M60. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that I think I would probably still have to go to the BMW. I think I remember sitting even in with the interior. looks. Even with the looks, I, because I'm sitting in it most of the time. Yeah, it looks for it's me, got a great interior, doesn't it? It's different. I love it. Um, I love the inside. And for me, it was like seeing it, oh, the press release. I was like, this is so freaking ugly. And seeing it in person, I was like. I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the back of it looks amazing oh, yeah. in person. The rear end of this yeah. thing is meaty. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the front end is a little... Uh, yeah, depends on the spec. Black on black with the bronze accents, that's passable. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. how I would spec it. Yeah. Good car. 90 grand Yeah, for my spec. <laughs> I've been looking. Yeah, not exactly the most affordable, but... No, there's a lot of intriguing options. But So I'm, do you get really into the nerdiness of EVs, like 400 volt, 800 volt, the charging stuff? I haven't done enough. I mean, I, I, I do try to think or like dive in more on the, the charging mm. when I can. But um, Charging is yeah, the most important thing to electric cars, in my opinion. I think it, especially for the, um, the owners and the buyers, like that, that's one thing I think they're most concerned with. Um, which makes sense. It's usually the thing that is hindering them from a, a you know an ICE vehicle. Um, you know, I've only I think I've done literally just two two electric car reviews. Mm, and what have you done? The recharge Model X and the XC40 recharge. Uh, so actually, Etron eCharge. I've mm. driven the Model X performance because again, I was in sales. Yeah, but so you didn't make the video with it. Didn't make the video with it. There was t- mm. and that one I was going to make a video with, but this was like right as the plaid model came out so i'm like if i review this now everybody's interested in the plaid nobody's gonna care about this and so and there's already you know a lot of model x videos out there so if i'm doing one on a model that's now stale at least in terms of like you know it's an awesome car and i'd love to drive it but when it takes especially back then it taking me two weeks to do a video I was trying to make sure that, like, like if it's a video that I know is probably not going to do too well. I'd yeah, probably... not waste your time on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And even, it's weird to say, like, oh, I don't want to waste my time with that, you know, <laughs> completely yeah. insane electric yeah. SUV. But, yeah. No, it, yeah, no, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, uh, in terms of combustion cars, what has you interested? In terms of, like, combustion vehicles currently? Yeah. Ooh. Or just cars in general, I guess. Like, what, what, what's ca- catching your attention? What have you driven recently that's kind of exciting? Um, okay, so most of the cars that I've driven recently, I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, I did actually drive the GTI recently. Oh, the Mark um, 8. The Mark 8 and... Manual or DSG? Both. I saw you reviewed a base one. Yes, yeah, so that was... That video did well. That was, and, and I really liked the base, what, what it gave you. I think, I mean, they're all, they've gotten more expensive, but they handle like a more expensive vehicle. Yeah, they're um, pretty grown up and like they have a lot of the, they're like overly dampened. It... It's a, it is a bit dampened. I still think that they do a good job at least, like, because I have driven the, I drove the 10th Gen SI. Mm. Um, that was a while ago. I actually owned an 8th Gen SI. Really? Um, and I really, honestly, when I got into the 10th Gen, it was way more capable than my, my car because I kind of drove them back to back. Um, but it didn't, it didn't have the same, like, feel, feedback, and you kind of expect that. Um, and the GTI doesn't exactly have that either, but I did feel that the, the shifter still was better than what I've experienced with some VWs in the past. Um, and even, I mean, I drove the Jetta GLI mm-hmm. somewhat recently to that. Was um, it the new one with more power or the older one? It was the, 
Okay, so it was a 2019. It was whenever yeah, so they it was the came. older one. Yeah. yeah. So for 2022, they just refreshed it. Yeah, and then gave it. Yeah, those, I have not seen a single one outside of when we were at the auto show. I saw them there. But they have not really been at dealerships up until probably now. I think I saw one oh, on the way here. Yeah. Um, actually driving. But, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't see I any. drove it, really liked it. It but I would like, still have a golf. There were a lot of journalists there that was like, the silent winners, the Jetta GLI. I'm like, well, get the heck out of here. We want hatchbacks, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. The RTM was cool. I, I think with the smaller. Um, yeah, like, RTM suite. The less overhangs of the, of the GTI, especially around back, I feel like it handles like more tight vehicle. Like it doesn't seem like there's as much motion. Did the base the one have adaptive damper? No. So that's. Autobahn exclusive. On the, the Autobahn GTI. does not make sense in the GTI. It, from a price standpoint, no. Yeah, because you just buy a golf, golf R. Yeah, well, if you can find one. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like priced like two grand yeah. less than an R. Yep. And an R gives you all the options plus four wheel drive, more power, and a torque vectoring rear diff. Yeah. And, and it, like that's worth like 10 grand. You get it all for two grand. Yeah. It, I don't, looking at the. And I can't, I can't say because I don't, I haven't specced out a, an R more, um, and so I don't know exactly what features you would or wouldn't get. Oh, you with the can't. It comes one way. It comes one way. Okay. Just everything. All right. That's great. The that only thing good. you can choose is transmission, and color. And there's and like three colors. Keep it simple. There's blue, white, and black. <laughs> and so, auto or manual. That's it. I think. And I haven't done too much. Like what? Like what is the? Do you know what the MSRP is? Like after? Yeah, the they're like forty-four or forty-five. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, no, I'd, I remember reviewing it, and I just think that the base model coming in, even with the DSG, I think it was around like 32 after destination. Yeah, maybe. pretty good value. Really? I mean, for what Yeah, but when you think about the Golf R in terms of value, it's it's got an RS3 rear differential. It's got mm -hmm. Nürburgring crazy tuning on that EA888 engine. Mm -hmm. It's got finally a manual, or still a manual transmission, but we're the only market in the world that gets it. Is um, really? Yep. We, North so America surprising. is the only market for manual transmission. Thanks to this one lady at Volkswagen who was so awesome. I can't remember her name, but she fought for it. She said, don't even send the R's here unless it's got a manual. Proper. Yeah. She was, hey. she's the coolest person on the planet. I, I feel so <laughs> bad I'm forgetting her name, but I, I spent some time talking to her and she's like a huge enthusiast and drives an R32 and she's like super involved in the community. And she's like, we literally don't want the car unless it has a manual. So make it a manual to the Germans. And then she got it for us and we're the only market. Right. And so I was like, I got to buy one. That's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I don't really know how much it costs, but mid-40s. Yeah. And not many options. And I just think it's such an incredible value. And it's one of the only manual transmission cars that has lane centering and adaptive cruise control. Yeah. And, well, the, and the GTI still had, yep. like, all those. Except the only thing that I, I think I remember it not getting was, like... Um, like they have like an emergency pullover assist or something. Right. Travel assist, like whatever the safety stuff thing mm -hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is an interesting technology, but really the uh, one car, if it ever actually can make it to production, but is supposedly going to be debuted later or soon is the Corolla GR mm. that has been on their website for over a year. Well, they just right had an announcement it. about it this morning. I don't, I didn't read it. No, I mean, the, the, the debut, debut, debut is March 31st, which oh, is okay, in okay. a couple of days. So, yeah. All right. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Did they do the announcement already? Did I no, miss sorry, it? No, sorry, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Just, just that it's coming three days from this recording. So about when this podcast comes out, it's going to be, yeah, unveiled. Oh, so I can't wait. It's I mean, amazing. 
it's terrible. You can choose one of those two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> two sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so combustion cars has your interest. GTI, you mentioned you liked. I liked the GTI. The one that I think I have the most interest in currently, like just really want to know when it, or is that Corolla GR. Mm. I've, I've really been eyeing something like that, like even for myself. That's like one a hot car. Yes. Um, yeah. well, you're, a to- you're a Toyota man because you drive a Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Genesis? Um, you know, I, from my limited experience with them, I, I love what they're doing as a brand. I like that their design language seems to be different from pretty much any other luxury brand. Like, they're really trying to step out. Um, it seems like on paper, performance-wise, too, they're for the money. Like, you can get, I, when I was doing the video on the, I did a, one recently on the Audi A4 and S4, uh, the twenty. I saw you drag race them. Or um, you did zero to sixty times back to back. Sorry. Um, yeah, and whenever I was looking at like the numbers from what I got with just the regular A4, it was actually very close to the what the G70 with the or not very close. The it was somewhat close to what the G70 with like the three point three liter turbo, three hundred seventy five horsepower. Um, it's something that I think still looks really cool. I think for the price, it's awesome. I think the package and how different it is from so many other, uh, luxury auto, auto car or like brands out there. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, Genesis has a huge chance to make something different. And I really hope that they kind of succeed more and and continue this progress that they've been making. So what do you see as in larger scale automotive landscape world? What do you see as the future what what are we going to be talking about in five years? In five years, I mean, to just get beyond like the you know typical, like it's. I think obviously we're going to be talking more about electric cars. You guys will be doing the uh, more and more electric vehicles um, and continuing what you're doing. I think everyone else is going to have to start focusing more on electric vehicles because that's going to become more of a reality as we see brands investing more money and making these pledges that by 2030, you know, or 2025, half of their brand will be electrified. And that will never happen. I don't think it will. (laughs) 2021 was the year where journalists learned the difference between kilowatt and kilowatt hour. Some of them. (laughs) I would say at least we've started to see people use it correctly for the first time. But we still receive press releases and even Monroney's with kilowatt and kilowatt Right, hour. didn't the Volvo have a misspelling yeah. or a mis, a mistypo yeah. in it? Yeah, the official Volvo Monroney had kilowatt and kilowatt hour mixed up. So it's still <laughs> it's still hard because there's a lot of terminology and a lot of things people just don't understand. But that's and, such a basic one. Yeah, but we'll get there. I we'll think, get there. <laughs> I think as more and more, because I mean, when more enthusiasts will be, because I think a lot of right now, the, the electric cars don't have a super outside of the ones that are just crazy fast, they don't have a very big hold on enthusiasts because they're, they don't do anything that's overtly fun. Like driving it isn't a super rewarding experience. So there's, you know, most people out there that are driving, you know, Corollas and stuff, they might, um, not have, you know, they're, they're not car enthusiasts. They're just driving that ICE vehicle because, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, a $10,000 car to them. Or, you know, it's, it's relatively cheap. It's, yeah, it's efficient. It's, it gets them from A to B. Um, so once we can get more enthusiasts interested in electric vehicles, more uh, journalists too, um, and get them more, because, like, you're not going to want to learn about something unless you're interested in it. And so it's a completely foreign thing to them. 
And if something is not very interesting, there's not anything that's peaking, you know, like, oh, okay, this is, this is great. You know, I can get a $70,000 electric Audi. Cool. I'm going to hop in my 96 Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever something becomes more like, like they, they can see themselves actually driving it and they're actually interested in it. That's when people are going to really start to like the public is going to learn more about electric cars. I feel like we don't have a good electric car education base. Yeah. We're on the nerdy side. We're over here. We're like way out in the weeds on talking about motor thermal management, battery pack charging curves, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, zero sixties at different states of charge range. And so I think there also needs to be like a, I don't even think about taking a road trip in an electric car anymore. It doesn't matter if it's a Tesla or not. I'm just like, where do we got to go? Okay, well, I'll just leave whenever. I don't plan it out till I'm on the way. I still feel like so many, the majority of people wouldn't even attempt an electric car road trip, mm. let alone the people who would are planning it out for weeks. And so we need an outlet to educate people on a basic level because we have, we have found our place with the nerds. Yeah. We have the very deep coverage on stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's not the mass market. No. And the thing is, I don't think you can really truly teach people if they don't want to, they don't want to learn. Well, I think we can have the resources available for them to learn for those Mm -hmm. who do something. And there is not a lot of people have attempted and in my opinion, failed at providing basic information about electric cars. Mm -hmm. And there's not like we, we should develop a channel EVs for dummies or something like that. <laughs> Are you stupid and driving an electric car? Here you go. Hey, I'd subscribe. I'd, yeah, I'd just joking, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. One subscriber. Perfect. <laughs> That's all we need. Another channel idea. But I think it'd be really cool to do very basic level, not nerdy. Yeah. But accurate information. Yeah. And th- there's people doing really important work. I mean, our friend Lacey, who we've had on the podcast before. She, she is the ultimate person for She this. does a lot of work with, like, dealerships and brands to bring awareness to, like, the employees. And kind of taking, like, a, a top-down strategy of, like, like you, we want the general consumers to know how electrification operates. But it has to start with the people making the product that is electrified. She's one of the best people in the industry. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Malogny has done work with this in the past. Like people just, there, there are some people that are advocates and it's just like the, the curve is so lagging behind. Well, it's like, like automakers are trying to sell these cars. They don't even understand how it works. Yeah. Mercedes can't even activate plug in charge on their media cars. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, this is where you plug it into a charging station and charges like, well, doesn't it do that anyway? I'm like, no, not in electrify America. <laughs> like, holy crap. This is a company that's committing to electric. Yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how every company does it. I mean, it's like Mazda on one hand, their first electric attempt was really sad and I'm hoping to see better things in the future because things like the Mazda three and CX 30 are cool. Um, but then like what's Did you Genes- just call a CX 30 cool. Uh, unwillingly. I really <laughs> don't love it, but a lot of people do, but I've just, the Mazda three hatch is really that's, cool. And the CX 50 looks pretty sweet. Yeah. That's but what, what happened to the inline six and the CX 50 there. I heard something recently that they were still doing it, but it, like it's not. Oh no, it's the CX sixty now. Is that they're oh, is the there bigger one gets the ugly one? Yeah, yeah. That was not so that pretty because the, the CX fifty only gets the turbo or non-turbo four cylinder. Yeah, the two point five. Imagine driving a CX fifty non-turbo here in Colorado. Ooh. 
good luck getting out of your driveway. I'd rather have it's a Turbo Inline 6 CX50. That's my but car. But the Inline 6 won't be Turbo. No. I was going to say. But oh. that would be brilliant. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, we've already driven eGMP, but the Genesis GV60. Like, people keep asking me, would you pick EV6 or Ionic 5? I don't know. And the more I think about it, I was set on Ionic 5 until I spent time with EV6. Now I'm like. Well, you had them next to each other today. Yeah. I'd like them both. But also, I wouldn't pick either. So right, it's so like, <laughs> would the GV60? So would the GV60 be the one I want? I don't know. We I don't haven't think tried. So. I think they, there's something about those those cars that still feels a bit tin canny to me. It's getting there. I like slam the door on the EV6, or I'm like, yeah, oh, that's not a nice feeling. But it's a really good first attempt. But yeah. But it was interesting. We drag raced Ionic Five and EV6 today. Yeah. And the. Which one? They were the exact same speed as expected, same cars, but the EV6 smoked the Ionic 5 in the braking. Yeah. Braked way harder. Good car. Tires. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess from your perspective, you're definitely just dabbling around with the dealers right now, figuring out your place. Do you see a, a future in covering a specific area of automotive? Or are you going to stick to general coverage or are you going to try and go to more events or what's like the next year plan for this channel that we can expect to see? So the next year plan, I one want to ramp up reviews. I really like trying to like, and it's hard for me to, to just like, okay, like film a ton of videos because, um, you know, I, my specific style is a lot as I try to do more film oriented kind of things. I really mm -hmm. want to things look nice, look nice and like give people like a really like good feel visually for the car. Um, along with, you know, descriptions and, and whatnot to make things kind of tangible. But, um, I think, that I'm, is literally the opposite of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very commendable effort there. Every, <laughs> I, I wish we could say the same. I was going to say, I, you know, each, each channel kind of has its, has a different approach. Like I love Which is awesome. so many different kinds of channels. Like Doug DeMuro, like, you know, he's, I've, I don't know what he films with. But oh, it's not like, like a anything. camcorder. Yeah. It's not anything special. All his B-roll is iPhone. Yeah. Yep. All his B-roll iPhone. Um, but you know, <laughs> like we love him for the personality yeah. and like you know, the quirks and features. He kind of has that thing come or uh, honed in there. And you know, I like throttle house. I mean, they're just, you know, super, you know, high definition. Um, and they pay a lot of attention to editing. Um, very detailed in those shots. And I, as someone who like enjoys film, I, I watch those and I'm like, damn, that was really good. They are really one good. of the best. Them and Haggerty's stuff. Haggerty, Jason oh Camisa. my gosh. Whenever I watch that, I'm like, how is this possible? How do they do this just for like, you know, a it's car because review? their budget isn't I mean, YouTube. It's they're an insurance company yeah. that's doing this <laughs> as a marketing budget. Is, so not only are they making some money back from YouTube, it's still a marketing budget. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. Like, because I mean, it does. You could it, just could never compete with that as an individual. It's, yeah, it's like true cinematic. Like, with yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, and but then again, that Lucid Rivian shoot that they did was only two people. That's that's just so two impressive. main videographers. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know, really skilled editors too. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I want to I want to continue kind of in the realm that where I'm at. Like, I like how I make the videos. I just, I would like to be able to get a hold of more cars, uh, more, more new brands. Right now I can do used cars for days and I might start doing more of those. Um, there's a few places that I could go that have um, more cool niche um, used vehicles. And I think that could be something that would, like whenever it, it starts to be, and now it's finally starting to be warmer, 
Um, I could review more cars from them, um, more roadsters, things that they didn't really want to be com or coming out in the winter. Um, and then with new cars, I'd like to get into more brands. Um, it might come down to, in the next month or two, getting into press cars. Um, if that's something that I can manage to, to pull together there in Indiana. Um, but yeah, I yeah, mean, the distance is going to be the hardest thing, mm -hmm. um, from the Chicago fleet. If you were in Chicago, it wouldn't be an issue to get yeah. certain brands. Yeah. Yeah. The, so it'd probably just end up being more dealer cars. Um, but I'm always trying to improve, uh, presentation. I'm trying to change how I format videos. Um, I, I recently did a, a big change in how I formatted them. Um, just like what comes where, you yeah. know, really being purposeful about where things, uh, like what, wow, like there's a lot of thought that with. goes into this. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever thought about what goes into video? Kyle's allergic to the planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just impressed. I mean, I'm really blown away by the effort you're really putting in. We all got to subscribe. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Because, uh, don't watch us. That's for sure. <laughs> hey. I'm like, what am I going to do tonight? I don't know. No. Edit something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, there's definitely more approaches that I could do that would, I think, be, because, I mean, honestly, content creation, just getting things out there and doing a good job at it, whether or not the quality or, like, you know, you're spending all this time to get the, you know, these specific film details right, I think that is, you know, going to be more important, just getting it out there um, and getting it right. Um, I just personally trying to establish a niche for myself this is something that i enjoy doing and you know i whenever i see videos from people like savage geese and throttle house i'm like yeah i, I really like how they do it but i kind of want to put my own twist on it yeah you and have talk to talk about the things that i want to talk about yeah otherwise you don't want to be a copy of anyone no and, no. and there's a lot of new blood in the automotive review world mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's uh i think you'll have massive success thank you uh especially now that you're full-time yeah. And you can do, I mean, you were able to get a channel off the ground by doing a video every two weeks. That's pretty impressive. And so yeah. now you just got to dig into it. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely been like the, the numbers have definitely increased exponentially since I've started doing. Yep. Um, and you'll have posting. ebbs and flows and just don't get too attached to the metrics mm -hmm. is what I've learned. <laughs> I know it's hard <laughs> not to. analytics, man. <laughs> yeah. They'll drive you nuts. <laughs> they will. They really will. Yeah, but don't yeah. don't chase it. Just do what you would want to watch. Like your Mustang exactly. road trip. That's the way to do it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you can be like, oh my God, really no one ever watched this. Or this was the best thing we've ever done. And sometimes mm -hmm. you just have no idea. And if, if that does go really well, I'll definitely be doing more things like that. Challenges. Yep. I, what I would really like to do. Like, have you posted part one at all or anything like that? No, I need to edit. I need to edit that. I need to, <laughs> I need to edit the video before. I'm like still wrapping up the video that I filmed while I was yep. in Indiana. So <laughs> See, if I need you don't to film that. such complicated things, you don't even need to edit. <laughs> I know. I know. I do. I edit on my iPhone half the videos. I'll just lay in bed and arrange the clips and then just YouTube. <laughs> when we're Man. filming on shoots like at CES or whatever, like we're on these these days, we edit on the phone and just throw it in the backpack mm -hmm. to export. Oh man, I'm putting all this, I'm putting stuff in after effects. I'm trying to, you know, track motion, spec well, there's, tables. There's a thing, but you know, from my perspective is you'll burn yourself out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you won't. I, it, he may not because his background is like, film. yeah, if this mm -hmm. is your world, if film is your thing, then mm -hmm. 
go for it and dig into it. Uh, for me, I, I can only speak from my personal experience. I would burn myself out with that. Like, even mm -hmm. if I have to add a title overlay and final cut, I get annoyed. I'm like, I don't want to be doing Just this. Just hand it off. This to is me. why we have editors, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. then it's like, I because I, I mean, we've, I've been editing a lot of stuff recently because it's been very short film edit upload and they've been editing other things as well. And I, I just hate spending time on the post-production because my thing is I want to spend time with the cars. I don't want to spend time with the, the Kyle's with the passion is cars, not film. And right. your passion is film and cars. And so finding that balance. Right. I guess I've never had two passions, but yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I only know cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would say that's a very impressive situation you have there to, to produce a lot of content full time and make it look nice. We've never been able to figure that out. Genuinely. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, thanks for coming on. I mean, we appreciate you coming on like short notice. Like literally you showed up here and we we're like, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's get dinner. Like, let's just have mm -hmm. fun. So we really appreciate you coming on. And yeah, we hope everyone follows you realistic on YouTube. And then what social media accounts can we plug? Um, so I am also I'm on TikTok, just realistic oh, yeah. underscore on TikTok. Nice. Um, that is, I mean, it's, it's just jokes. I'm not really, you know, that's not really car reviews, but if you enjoy like, cars at all or car content that you might be entertained by it at least yeah um and then just on instagram I, it's pretty much my personal account but i've all i do now is videos so <laughs> yeah. it's become a channel thing too and that's just uh t park 3030 so nice yeah i won't you know i post a, a little bit to that but mainly just to the to the youtube and tiktok awesome i will be subscribing to your youtube channel and yep. thank you for randomly showing up today. Thank you guys for letting, like, because I've never had access to a runway before. Yeah. Not that. many people have, to be honest. <laughs> That's not so, like a, this isn't a normal YouTuber thing, by the yeah. way. Okay. I was like, this it's is... not like, oh, you hit 10,000 subscribers. Where's my runway? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not really how it works. Um, yeah. But you got to run your car down the runway. Yes, that was really fun. Got, I was really, I really thought the, uh, it was going to get beat by the Miata, so. Barely pulled ahead, man. Right. That's she, <laughs> <laughs> Hold it out there at the end. I just look over and Kyle's laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, at the end of it, I was like, that was the slowest drag race uh, that's ever happened. Yeah, we've been watching runway. like Rivian versus Model S Plaid, and then suddenly there's a Miata and a 96 Mustang on the It took forever for you to get to the finish line. I was like, wow. I think this... I hit 75. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how fast. 175 in the Plaid. Yeah. As you say, I don't know how fast I was going. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. We'll have you on thanks. again sometime. And uh, yeah, swing know, back through Colorado. Do make more some road videos. trips. Yeah, bring them. Review bring back all out. of our stuff. Whatever we can do to help you. Hey. Uh, from my side, love to find new enthusiasts in the automotive industry. So if we can be of any help, please, we would love to be. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. It. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.